Hi, it's a wonderful evening. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. So you know what it means. It is time for Drop, Drop Gears podcast where we talk about pretty much anything Trackmania. Uh, usually we mauled about certain things in Grand League and then we mauled about other things that are going on in Trackmania. Maybe some juicy drama things or trying to give you news and updates about what's happening because half of you live under a rock. No, I'm kidding. Um, also, thank you guys for showing us so much support and your feedback. We really do appreciate continue to give us feedback on our discord as well as YouTube comments, whatever it be. Also for those listening to us on Spotify, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate that as well. Anyways, introductions. Hi, my name's import. I am in, I am a head admin at Evo and also a TMGL caster for sinners, the English POV with my co-caster G geek and We'll go first to the co-casters that show up every week with me. First, we'll go to Lime. Hello. Uh, while you guys know me already, I'm Lime. Limey Lime. Um, yeah, that's it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was good. Yes. Yeah, good. Uh, I'm Shorty. Hello. Um, I'm... <laughs> This is so weird to take off. Such a disaster. <laughs> it's already a disaster. It's the fourth time. Every maybe, week maybe we can't get this much. right, but all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm Shorty. I'm, uh, I've recently joined Evo for, for managing the backwards server and getting that mm -hmm. one started. I've been a long time Trackmania player. I've built a couple of maps myself. Um, and uh, overall, I just enjoy playing the game. And stuck in that backwards life. And if you didn't notice already, bit. because he's literally been sitting in the top right corner quietly waiting for his chance to speak. It Hell is yeah. our special guest of this week. It is Spammy. Spammy, my guy. How is life in the flat land of uh, Dooch land? Hall Life's land. good. Life is good. Life is good. I mean, I will introduce myself as well. Um, if you don't know who I am, active pro player ever since 2011. Um, I'm right now in a position where I manage the uh, Alliance Trackmania squads through their Trackmania Grand League journey. And, uh, you know, I stream a couple hours a day, Trackmania, have some fun and uh, organize some events, participate in some. And that's uh, that's pretty much it that I uh, that I do right now. Wow, way to downplay literally everything that you do. Anyways, um, <laughs> as we yeah, as we get forward, we will definitely have a moment where we talk about uh, different things that Spammy is involved in, including like his team management with Alliance and just kind of how he has his takes about TMGL potentially or just a different perspective that he may have that you as the casual viewer may not necessarily have uh, or even me as a caster. Uh, and so... With that being said, are we all ready to get into our first topic, which is the normal topic? We'll try to keep it quick this time um, at not kind of uh, go as long as we have been in the previous weeks. So we're going to talk about TMCL and TMGL. Uh, if we can go ahead with the first. Yeah, there we go. So TMCL here, you're standing so far after day two. Step two, we have one team at the very top. It is Orcs GP Numelops. That is honestly not really a surprise. Uh, Numops has always had good squads and they have been very selective of the of talented players overall over the last couple of years uh, in Trackmania 2020. Then we go down the line, Shvina Aim, alternate attacks. Uh, man, I refuse to pronounce their name because I always mess it up. Um, the Homiotsun. Homiotsun. Yeah. Team Weave Omino. is what I call it because that's really what it is. Anyways, and then Sprout. Easy Dream, Exalty, and then at the end in eighth place, BS Plus Competition. Um, yeah. Anybody have anything to say about that really quickly? 
I'm surprised that Orcs is uh, in first place. I did really? not. Yeah, I did not expect Complex to uh, play the way he has been playing. He's a pleasant surprise to me. Yeah. Did you have like? Was there a team that you actually expected to like dominate at all? Or well, I mean, it's only day two, but like. Um, I would say I mean Sprout, uh, just by the names purely, right. but um, yeah, there's Sprout is pretty much a coin toss in my opinion as well because Same. if Scrappy has a bad day, then the whole mood is most likely down. Yeah. Dexter was a bit shaky, but uh, he has been doing really good last week. He played, uh, I mean, superb. But uh, yeah, I'm really surprised with Complex. I'm I'm very happy for him as a uh, fellow Dutchie. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's tied between second through seven. So it's not yeah. like everybody's like, oh, like they're in like death mode. They still got five more games to play. And just uh, like so first off, we'll go through who's playing first. It's going to be easy versus uh, alternate attacks as the first game. Exalti versus Homnio Tsun as the second. Sprout versus Numalops in the third match. And then the spicy match that is coming up this Saturday and I call it spicy. Not only is it match of the day technically, but it's also, uh, I think it's still match of the day. I could be wrong. But uh, also, uh, there's been some drama regarding this. Uh, the team manager of Schweine Aim kind of expressing his little, uh, somewhat of a disappointment and a disagreement uh, with how the match was scheduled. So, B so to give context, BS Plus notified Nadeo at the beginning of the season, once the dates were announced for Challenger League, that their players had a university appointment um, for this specific day, and therefore they would not be able to play uh, at the normal scheduled time for their matches. That being said, Nadeo said, yeah, perfect, no worries, we'll schedule around you. Um, and they did so. So now that match is happening at 10.30 p.m. Central European time, and the issue is not necessarily the time, but how it was communicated as Schweine Aim Racing did not learn that until quite literally two days ago or even last night, I believe. So, yeah, so they're not necessarily too happy. And if I were in their position, I would also not be very happy. I mean, miscommunication things can happen. Uh, but in this case, when it, it revolves around, I mean, people probably plan their lives around these uh, the dates and their free time and everything. So probably yeah i would not be happy either uh anybody else have any thoughts regarding that oh i think we're also not happy about it there's not yeah. much to say about it to be honest yeah. i think we all know that uh, communication is one of the biggest weaknesses of nadeo also within team gl and uh, maybe that's uh, i mean hopefully these kind of things can improve further yeah and I, I mean, and I know I'll be talking a little bit earlier and, and spam, I think you just wanted to talk. So I apologize for cutting you off. Um, no I know I'm talking a little bit more early on, but I just am trying to get us through. And then once we get through, I'll oh, shut up. Okay, I promise. All okay, right, spam, okay, okay. what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was going to say that uh, playing at that time is probably also going to impact a lot of the, the viewership that is going right. to be happening. I mean, who, who the hell watches at 1030 on a Saturday? Like it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, Doesn't I, that I, also that clash with the NA regional playoffs? Oh, they... probably. Yes, it probably does. But doesn't <laughs> the NA regional playoffs start at 11, if I remember? Or no? Mm. It's 10 I, or 11. Oh. Yeah, either way, it's going to clash because it's yeah. going to go for an hour long at minimum. And That's yeah, it's going yeah, to clash uh, in that regard, which is kind of a bummer. But, yeah. It is Anyways. what it is. 
That is Challenger League. Let's go to uh, more exciting things. Uh, BDS, they are 4-0, and <laughs> I hate hate it that they beat my team, but I mean, hey, whatever. Um, yeah, so they beat Sinners 4-0, and I'm going to be honest, like, I think every, I know everybody expected BDS to win, but they didn't necessarily have the easiest win. I know that uh, for a fact that Sinners did at least, and you can count on Sinners to at least fight back every single match. They may it's not. It's the same issue all every week. Yeah, you know? it's the same issue. They're they're Sinners hot at the beginning are because they're try yeah. a fight, everything. You know, they give you really good matches, but it's not happening. It's just not happening. It's actually really sad to see yeah. them uh, at last, last place. It hurts as a caster. For it them. hurts you. Really I mean, it's it's it, every single week I say this as well uh, when I watch them. They are really strong on the like technical maps because mm -hmm. that's where they are they are really strong because they have been playing tech maps for like many many years. Um and you can see that when they are playing maps like slowdown or or raps, they are more on the technical side of things, but when it comes to like aero pipes or some other like more like a clown fiesta map, then then they then you can see that's their weakness. Yeah. And that is something that they have to uh, figure out how to solve that because, yeah, right now we're over halfway in the season and, you know, things are uh, definitely not looking good for them. Yeah, I think for the for sinners and I mentioned it already during the cast. I mean, I it's when you're casting them, even as their team, as much as I support them, you also have to give constructive criticism, even as a caster, even if it's the team that you're rooting for. And the thing that I've always noticed for them is that they start consistent out of the gate. They are more consistent on average at the beginning of the game compared to every team. Usually teams, uh, require somewhat of a warm up. We we always joke in matchmaking. I'm warming up, right? But uh, that's kind of how it is in TMGL. A lot of the teams kind of have to get into the groove at the start. I feel like Sinners typically is already in the groove at the start compared to other teams. But the issue is, is that overall pace is obviously not there. If you look at all the graphs, if you go to the uh, Trackmania subreddit and you see where they post those graphs, you will see that the pacing times of sinners compared to every other team is on average one of the worst out of everybody. And that is unfortunately their downfall. Cause once the other team has finally gotten out of their shaky phase at the start and they're hot, hot on their heels, it, it, it's usually a blowout at that point afterwards, unfortunately. Mm. Yep. I agree. Yep. Okay. Well, Shorty, did you have anything? Oh, we, 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 I mean, we mentioned that last week already. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, sure. I definitely agree with that. And then next match was Carmine Corp versus Big and Carmine Corp won 4-2-2. Did anybody expect this? Yes, no? No. <laughs> I mean, it's, I've said this, I think, every single week. I'm, I'm not sure what, what, I wonder what Spam thinks about this, but calling in, in this new system with, with duos and with everything going the way it is with pick and bans, all so many different maps, map picking, map picking strategies, um, teams that didn't play before together. I really have, I really struggle with being able to say yeah, I I expected this. Like the only team I expected to do good was is Solary, which they are, and anything else I, I had almost no real idea what what to feel about the matches, and I still feel the same about it. I think this match was uh, on paper really close though. Um, this one could have gone either way, but uh, I think in this match it was really 
uh, Massa failing his best maps and then uh, also Granadi failing his best maps if you compare those uh, the, the pace that they could have done previous from previous matches um, and that's I think what was in the end the uh, the downfall for them do you feel like that big has a bigger tilt factor overall than the other teams uh, I don't think so I think uh, they are pretty like if, if uh, now I don't I don't speak German but when I listen to Trilux cast you can have the, the <laughs> yeah. voice comms. You, you can have the voice comms from uh, Massa and right. Granati. And uh, to me, it seems like they have a pretty good understanding of, um, you know, what to do in certain situations mentally. Um, and uh, from my talks with Massa, he seems to be the guy that tries to keep the spirits high, even if they are like losing, um, which is, um, you know, a good thing. So yeah. I, I don't think they have like a huge tilt factor. I mean, if you look at individual players, I would say Massa, yes, is definitely the bigger tilter in out of these four players here, but yeah. I don't think it's affecting uh, performance at all. One thing that I noticed on this match, at least, was that towards the end, on when they started gaining points and when they were ahead, it was like some sort of being nervous or like feel pressure to keep the performance at the level that it was. And then that also leads you to be so pressured about being or doing everything so perfect to keep your level that you start making ma many mistakes that you shouldn't or it wasn't on your mind like uh, to do, you know, like the performance has to be so good that you have to keep your level and, and that uh, fucks you up mentally and you start playing more shaky. At least that's what I saw on, uh, on the matches, like... Many mistakes that could have been avoidable, but for some reason, uh, they, they couldn't. They just couldn't uh, avoid them. Yeah. I mean, and then you end up dying, you know. Yeah, especially in this match, there was a memorable round where, um, I mean, maybe you have seen the clip where Massa and Granadi were both in one and two after Bren and Otak made a mistake early on. There was like a five, six second gap, and they still got aced in that round. Um, yes. And th that is th that is something that you just mentioned, where you know they they were probably overthinking the situation to the, to the point where they were going for safer lines, and it's not comfortable. And then yeah, yeah, that that is one of the things that we have discussed here in the podcast, mostly by me, is that uh, sometimes when you see that you're ahead and then you're trying to play it safe, you start making more more mistakes because it's not something that you're comfortable with. Yep. And then, nope. then they end up costing you the match. And then you are second-guessing yourself, like, should I have risk? Should I have this? Uh, should I have done this? And, and you don't have no one to tell you, like, what to do, because it's only you and your teammate. So it's a tricky situation to have. True. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next match here. It was G1 versus Binks. And also, here's your news update. G1 did actually stream this week. They did not skip their stream as they did the previous week <laughs> because NFL things were way more important, apparently. Um, and yeah, so they streamed and they actually like, how do I say this? Uh, Odebok, Odebok streamed. He had the correct game set. It was not Trash Mania. It was Track Mania this time. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, mm -hmm. And 
and uh yeah it was he he streamed the matches uh did he actually have commentary no he was talking about runescape the entire time but hey he did it um so yeah hey g1 streamed and at least it wasn't g1 live with the ceo talking random crap about people that was weird anyways so yeah gamers first they did win four and one honestly gwen and binks no, no yes gwen and binks hello they're right in front of my face yeah gwen and binks doing a really good job i think i they are sh they're kind of in the mid pack but i think overall they're a really good duo and it's kind of unfortunate because itb they are kind of like to me at least the fan favorite and they're kind of my personal fan favorite as well and they just seem to be really struggling right now i mean if i have to say a thing about gamers first it's uh they they started the season off rough and i mean Alliance was lucky to play them when they were at their worst. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm just gonna go <laughs> go and say that. But uh, then again, we have seen like Gwen play a phenomenal match and Bings being a little bit slower. And then last time it was Bings. I mean, he drove absolutely incredible. Like I don't know how many world records he drove or like live world records. Um, and then Gwen was a little bit, uh, you know, driving as a second second player. Um, but Bings absolute domination. And I think if these two guys are both on point on a match day that I, I don't see anyone beating them, honestly. Yeah, I, I think they they definitely have the ability to take games off the top. And I definitely think they have the ability to be at the top. Um, it, it seems they were kind of like struggling a little bit, but I think overall in the last couple of weeks here, we'll see them probably reach the top. I don't know. We'll see. But I think overall their trajectory is just pushing themselves towards the top itb on the other hand really struggling at the moment um i ha i would say that forever's belt has come out way too many times and uh <laughs> yeah it has to keep coming out because it uh, keeps coming out and uh man. forever the belt is not working my guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> forever's in the chat right now uh and forever the belt is not working my guy it's time to i, I don't know upgrade the belt or something man oof um, yeah forever guy yeah, forever guy. He's going to actually be the guest next week, uh, if I remember correctly. If he, I, I believe he confirmed. So, yeah, forever will be also uh, joining us next week. So that'll be really cool. And he can kind of give us some insight regarding oh, ITB and all the dings. And uh, next time it's going to be the buckle. <laughs> okay, well, uh, all right. We're, we're going to go to the last Let's game here. Going. That's how it works. Uh, it it's the match of the day and a 4-0 sweep by Solari against Alliance. Did anybody expect this? Yes or no? Sort of. No. I mean, not for zero, of course, but I did expect Sly to win. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, now yeah. that we finally have uh, the Alliance match, maybe Spam can talk a little bit more about about the team and the performance overall maybe as well like the last couple of weeks in general but uh, i do still think that on, on a good day which is almost any day basically winning against sly is gonna be very tough for any team yeah i mean we didn't expect to uh i mean personally obviously i'm always rooting to win but uh when you're facing off pack and carl and you have seen pack absolutely dominate every single week um and carl basically driving um you know as a, as a second player in the team that's that's kind of the position that he takes um i mean it's very tough to to even come close to beating them we just had uh, a really bad day mada 
I mean, uh, we had a post-match interview and he, he said uh, it was just completely off and he wasn't feeling it. And then Solja, I mean, Solja is new in the league. Uh, so far, he has been doing really well, but uh, he was also not, not, not doing much this, uh, this match. And it could be pressure, could be because, you know, you're nervous playing against Pack and Carl, which is completely normal. But uh, no. yeah, I, I, I was not expecting a 4-0. I was more like looking at like maybe a 4-2. We definitely have some good maps, but uh, yeah, back in Carl, I mean, <laughs> when they are on, they are really on. So it's, yeah, it's hard also really hard to like go against it. Like you, you can feel it when the opponents are like playing really strong and then fighting back is becoming even harder than it already is. Yeah, right? yep, yep. I agree. Yeah. Now, uh, so we'll, uh, let's look at the standings really quickly and then we can go into the questions uh, regarding um, like, uh, well, the next topic is esports and Trackmania. It's going to kind of be a mishmash of asking uh, Spammy on his insights as, as a team manager and everything. But uh, let's go over the standings really quickly. So at the top is Team BDS at 4-0. Solari, Carmine Corp tied for second at 3-1. and one. Gamers first, Alliance tied at fourth for two and two. Big and ITB tied at one and three for sixth. And then at the very at the very bottom um, is unfortunately Sinners Esports. And um, to be fair to Sinners, even though the score looks terrible, honestly, they had at least well half of their matches. So two of their matches were, were really like coin flip matches, especially against Carving Corp. And as well as who was it else that they played against? Was it ITB? Uh, yes, I think. Oh, uh, no, it was Solari because they went up two zero against Solari, and then they uh, got reverse yeah, sweep. Anyways, week. yeah, in the mud. Um, and <laughs> for this Sunday coming up, it is going to be starting off with ITB versus Big G One versus Sinner afterwards, BDS versus Alliance, and then the match of the week is going to be Carmine Corp versus Solari. Does anybody have any predictions? Just quick predictions. Uh, I can go first. I will say uh, first match is going to be Big winning, second G One, third Alliance, and uh, last match Solari. I would say big G1, Alliance, and Solari. Yeah, the same, basically. What's the same? Yeah. I think it was the same. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same, but I sadly have to say that I think BDS is going to win. Okay. BDS? Um. Um, so I'm going to say ITB. I'm going to huff the copium super hard for sinners because they have to win out in order to make playoffs. Um, so huffing that copium really hard right now. Um, and then I would say, oh man, BDS versus Alliance. I yeah, think I BDS is going to win, but I, I think BDS is going to win. And then Solar, I, I'd say heavily favors Solari in the match of the week. But I mean, it, Solari could be off because I mean, Solari was very weak at the beginning and they shown... I mean, they were weak against sinners, so it's a possibility that they could have a moment of weakness and Carmen Corp capitalize that, which they have on a lot of teams, if, if, if anybody's watched their games. So 
Um, I think, yeah, that one's kind of a toss up too, but I slightly favor Solari on that one. Anyways, that is it that we are done with TMGL and we only did it in 25 minutes. I think that's a new record after four episodes. (laughs) Um, so yeah, now we are going to be talking about esports and Trackmania or rather Trackmania and esports. Uh, it's kind of a twofold topic here and what better person to have with us than Spammy, uh, to be able to kind of give insight as a team manager, as a caster, as a former pro player, uh, because you have been in the pro scene for, uh, I mean, forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very long. So, uh, yeah, you've been playing since 2011. I've been playing since 2014, but I really don't consider myself really like quote unquote playing seriously Trackmania until 2020. So I okay. played TM2 stadium for all those years. And I mean, it's really hard full speed beginner casual. Literally, I'm playing Trackmania for over 10 years as well already, and that basically at the beginning, Spam was already there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been playing since 2007, so... Oh, 2007, uh, I'm oh. sorry. Pro, pro Play 2011. Yeah. Ah, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well... Yeah, anyways, so, I mean, let's let's put the, this uh, this perspective down. You've been playing since 20, uh, 2007, then you became a pro 2011. Did you ever expect at any point, let's say from 2011 to 2017, that Trackmania would come to this point in esports? Oh, definitely not, because the the year that you just <laughs> ended on was arguably one of the worst years for Trackmania esports. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, tw- like, I think tw- 2000, tw- 2017 was the year where it skipped having a World Cup. Um, and it was probably the year where everyone thought that, yeah, this is just going to be, it, it's going to be over. There's no Nadeo supporting a World Cup. Um, online tournaments were fading away. LAN events were like dying off. And it was like, yeah, what the hell is going to happen now? Um, but l- luckily for me, I was I was streaming at that time already. So I, I could just keep on playing my game that I wanted to. Um, but during that period, it was really rough, like, 2016 2017 that is like the worst years for for trickmania esports yeah and then um for so uh, go me uh, run me through your team history really quickly i know at some point you were on team dignitas were you on a team before them uh like yes. actual org yeah i was it was a an organization called uh rage gaming they were uh back then call of duty 4 was like a huge esports and uh, they had like a, a, a huge team in, uh, in in Call of Duty 4, uh, pro mod if anyone knows. Um, and then I joined together with Znik at the time we had a Trackmania team, Rage Gaming. And then later on, me and Znik were basically like partnering up to have like a Trackmania organization. And we joined a uh, Norwegian org, Arctic Nova, they were called. Um, and that was like my two teams before Dignitas that were like already like considered, yeah, professional teams. Um, but Dignitas was in uh, 2011 and it was mainly because I, I qualified myself for the Trackmania World Cup and I didn't want to go to this event without a sponsor or anyone like, you know, I wanted to promote someone at this World Cup because World Cup is super big. So I contacted Bergy. At the time, and I said, "Yo, I qualified for uh, for the World Cup. I deserve to be, <laughs> I deserve to be in Dignitas." That's literally what oh, I said yeah. to him at like 16 years old. I was like, "Yeah, how about you? You just get me in." 
And it's also uh, like you get chat mode. Yeah, hey, and, and, and yeah. I mean, back then I didn't know how to communicate, right? I, I, was just, uh, <laughs> I mean, at least, yeah. I, I mean, it worked in your favor too, because at, at that point in esports, like they were handing out like sponsorships, like candy, like teams were picking up people left and right and whatever oh, yeah. they could. Now for like contract wise, back then we didn't get anything. It was just, right. you know, you, you, you join a team, you have the name, you, you promote us and that's about it. We cover like food or like travel expenses, but no salaries, no nothing. If, if you wanted like gear or something like that, it was such a, a hard time to get anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you basically just played for many years for like, just for free. Um, but yeah, 2011 till 2015, I think that was uh, the Dignitas time. Um, and then unfortunately, Dignitas got bought by the 76ers, the mm -hmm. basketball yep, yep, yep. basketball team. And yeah. um, at that time, it was ruining yeah, everything. At that time, they didn't want to yeah, incorporate Trackmania anymore because Trackmania was so small. It was literally on a decline, like I said earlier. Yep. Um, so the whole Trackmania squad got kicked and we were like, we were the best like the, the, there were no there was no other team besides team acer that was competing with us but they had, like we were literally at the top for like all the time um so yeah that's basically my sad. yeah that's basically <laughs> my dignitas uh dignitas history and the funny thing is after dignitas kicked us we joined our rivals at uh at team expert so mm. acer switched into team expert and then we basically <laughs> oh this is so funny because Team Expert already had a team, right? Right. And, and we came in and we were the better ones. Like, they, we just joined with like eight players or nine players at the time. And we were like so much better than the original Team Expert team. So there was a, I remember there was a discussion about like merging each other, but we didn't want to merge because, yeah, we, we were just better. And we we're kind of cocky as well to think about it right now. But at the time it was like, yeah, well, we are now the big boys in this in this organization. It was Team Expert Black and Expert Orange. And um, and then <laughs> at a team tournament, like Team Orange, which was the original one, they, they didn't play so good. And then <laughs> like 95% of that lineup got literally benched and we stayed. So we basically took over the entire, oh my God. entire organization. <laughs> At that time, yeah, it was. I mean, I, like it was rough, but uh, even even at those times, there weren't really salaries or anything. It was it was just you still play for fun and uh, you had a good time uh, compared to what it is now. Yeah, and then uh, explain to us how did you end up getting picked up by Alliance? Uh, well, uh, for Alliance, I still uh, was playing for another team. It was um, the Fuse Kids. At the time, this this was at the start of Trackmania Grand League. So we had a qualifiers, obviously, to to get into the Grand League. Um, I qualified for the Benelux slot together with Scrappy at the time. Um, and in order to play in Grand League, you needed to have an organization. And I didn't have one at the time. I was just streaming and playing for fun. And then I found this Benelux org, which was um, the Fuse Kids. They don't exist anymore right now. Um, but yeah, they wanted to sponsor me and uh, I, this was the first time I was with a Benelux organization. It was really fun. Uh, everyone spoke Dutch. Everyone was just, you know, it, it was easy communication. And this is also yep. the time where my first ever salaries came in as a Trackmania pro player. So I played in, in the few skits and then unfortunately I was outgrowing them at a, uh, quite a big pace and I wanted more, uh, I, I basically 
was getting more worthy of a player and I wanted more, you know, earnings. So I decided, uh, well, if you cannot give me this, then I will have to find something else. Um, and that's where the next season after that, I joined Alliance and yeah, I've been there ever since. Nice. Yeah, that I mean, it's it's a journey. I'm sure you're it, like it, to to think kind of all the moves that you made. See, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's you kind of look back, like even even for me, for example, because my my esports experience and everything. I've never been a pro player, but I've always been uh, an event coordinator, a community builder. Um, especially in the States in the collegiate scene when League of Legends had their big collegiate, like they still have a collegiate scene, but they used to really build collegiate programs. And that's where my whole experience goes. So just kind of even looking back and that started kind of back in the 2014-ish, 2015-ish era. Um, and then going to where we are now, it's it's always like, it feels like, it, I don't know about for you, for, for you and you're like, career so far but it always feels like did that really happen like what was that time what yeah, was happening yeah, at the time it's uh, a journey yeah but uh i mean lime shorty do i bet you guys have similar experiences too right yeah i mean also with league basically the scene in latin america chile specifically uh those years 2014 it was a whole mess. No one knew what to do. Everyone was trying to make out the best out of what they had, you know. And now you see like in a standardized type of league that you have right now, a championship. That is the same thing that is happening here now in Trackmania, which I'm really happy to see it because it's it's comfortable to be in a in an environment where everything is professional. You know, you don't have to be begging for uh, I don't know a sponsor, or you don't have to be begging for the minimum. You know, everything is is set there, and you don't have to go through this uncertainty of what's gonna happen next, basically, which is <laughs> the messy um, part that you have to go through before you are in this point. Oh, I just, I just want to jump in here because you say uncertainty, but there was uh, the season where diffuse kids basically where I, where I wanted more, um, and I, I, it was like one whole year where I couldn't find an organization until Alliance mm -hmm. came, and I almost, like, I literally almost pulled the trigger to stop, like, basically everything, my entire, you know, uh, ties to Trickmania and streaming in general, and uh, yeah, it was like a one whole year where I was just contacting like hundreds of organizations like trying to network my way um and i was like i mean if if it took another three weeks i would have probably stopped and then all of a sudden i got a i got a message from uh from omar saying that uh he had found some org that was interested and it was basically you know the the the, the safe the savior of my uh of my career yeah tough times back then I wanna. Yeah, it I is. Okay, continue, Yeah, I mean, I always. It's it's an interesting topic that you bring up because at the very beginning already, it's. I wanted to ask you about that kind of topic. Maybe quickly, I can say. Um, now that you basically brought back up, like we started, you talked about your whole career when it started to it end. It it really gets also me, of course, a little bit sentimental because. I've also obviously at that time or during that period, I've also 
I mean, you, you say you, you you said professional player. I I wouldn't really consider myself professional player. I've I've been in orcs, of course. I've been in in Euronics. I've been in BX3 with Sneak. Like you you mentioned yeah, him, yeah. really really nice guy. It's just um, import said it's a journey, and it really is. And I'm really fucking happy that it turned out the way it is. I mean, you you if you if you think about it, how how things went, like literally for or five years or something like that. You had a period of Trackmania being a really nice Warzone community. You, you kind of had an esports scene to some degree still, but year after year, it, it got a tiny little bit worse and just yeah. kind of depressing kind of way. And then you had a small period where it, it started to be like, yeah, well, things are over and all like, kind of out of nothing, more or less. I mean, pretty much out of nothing in a, in a, in a way. Things finally start to get better now, and uh, it's it's just astonishing in a way. And I'm really glad that uh, this is. <laughs> I mean, in an alternative universe, Trackmania would be dead. We wouldn't have this podcast. You would be uh, managing Alliance right now. We would just this would all just not be there. And it was really close to that happening. Oh, it was definitely close. I think if it, if if it continued the downtrend for another year. In like the the 20, 2017, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of the pro players would have stopped. Yeah, like uh, I mean, and we, the whole, we, the whole we know scene, it, right? Like everyone yeah. was close to pull the trigger. You weren't uh, the only one. Yeah, and the whole scene would have probably just collapsed. I mean, look look at it from the perspective now. How many of the veteran old players are still playing the game at the top? Like there hasn't really been a, a change of like the guard, you know? Like yeah. For me, I, I'm like the first one to like legit st step down from the pro scene. I mean, I, I'm looking at Tween and I'm I'm watching some pictures from 2011, 2012, and I, <laughs> I I see me and him on a stage, and I'm like, God damn, this guy is still playing. And then you know, it's it's like, man, it's crazy to think about. But we got some youngsters coming in, so that's always uh, that's always good. Yeah, and it's it's nice. It's healthy. And now yeah, and, you have and, old timers even coming back. Like, look at Onio. He's oh, yeah. trying out in the regionals again, trying yep. to uh, prove that he's still worthy. Yeah, I will Carl. say, though, Onio has been doing this for like literally every single year, saying he's making yeah. a comeback, and then he just stops again. So I like, I, I take it really with a grain of salt, though, like what he says. So we'll see what it. I mean, I, I would be happy if he comes back. He, he's a cool guy, but hey, he has been. This is like his seventh comeback. That I, I mean, uh, that I, 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 I talked to him. <laughs> I, I talked to him about it because he asked me if, if uh, how, how the playing, how playing wise it looks, because he needed a partner, of course. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's not fully into it yet, but he's like obviously he, he's aware of his motivation being the way it is. But he's very motivated right now. That's, that's at least. Okay. I mean, it's, good. it's It's as always, but he knows that he's also looking into other things. So it's not he's, he's not one. He's not he's not yeah. stupidly going full, full head on. Like he's not that stupid at least. But we will see how things develop. It would be fun, but yeah. True. Trackmania changed so much over the years. Like I've, I would not want to play those maps anymore, personally. <laughs> like that's the main, like, that's the main problem actually for me. Like that's why I faded out. Like I mean, I've always never been like that much into the actual and into the normal kind of uh, full train competitions, of course. But those kind of maps, it's just, it's just not me. It's impossible for me. I, I I'm enjoy, I'm still enjoying it from an outsider's perspective for playing myself. Nah, <laughs> never. No, yeah. no chance. I mean, TMJL requires a, 
very strong mental mental thing like it, it for me even like it was too much to handle like i could not balance the streaming aspect my real life my sleep and then practicing and trying to you know perform on match day it, it was too much and it's like oh but now when i think about it it was like how the hell did i even balance it in the first place for so many years like it was it was ridiculous it was ridiculous i i, I kind of want to play again but then uh, then i'm like dude if you do that again you're going to be sitting here in your room till 3 a.m playing the same map every single time wake up go again stream it's like hell no i'm in a much better headspace right now and i truly enjoy the position that i you know have acquired right now it is it is really good and i feel like the game requires yeah i feel like the game requires such an insane amount of focus the oh, entire man. time it demands your full attention and like uh, even just somebody who as like from my perspective somebody who like can play generally any game relatively well never to a pro level but more like just like relatively well like i get a good understanding of every game and for me that my issue with every game is that like yeah i could sink a ton of hours into it but to be able to maintain that focus is so mentally draining and the fact that like you can practice hours and hours but if you don't have any focus of what you're doing it's almost feels fruitless in a way yeah, it's, it's not worth it yeah it's not worth it at that point and like to be able to not only play for me Trackmania, i have about i have a limit like maybe two hours max two to three <laughs> hours per day max before my brain is just like i'm doing something so monotonous like I, I can't handle it anymore. I have to keep focus and it's just too much. And the fact that we have players today in the regional regionals, especially and TMGL, TMCL where they play hours upon hours a day yep. and fighting to keep that focus. It's just an insane. It, it's not like other games. I feel like there, it, there's because in other games you have so many changing things. There's so many different things that can happen. And like you, you can react to those and you don't necessarily, you have to keep focused, but it's, it's so different in a way while Trek mania is so very in its base form, so simplistic that literally you have to be perfect in every single thing that you do. Oh yeah. People underestimate the, the things that goes on during a Trek mania match. I mean, you can see it. People just, whenever someone makes a mistake, people throw the XDDs, the Keck W's, but they have no yeah. absolute idea what the hell it requires to not make those mistakes. Like it, it's just there is no other game that you can that I can think of esports wise where you can compare it. Right now, it is pretty good because you have a teammate. But before this season, it was just you yourself. And if you make a mistake, it's all your fault, yep. and you cannot really. You all you can do is blame yourself. And r right now, I think it's it's quite nice to have like a partner in crime where you know. If something goes wrong, you can lift each other up and the spirit is, is is still a little bit saved. But people have, they underestimate Trackmania so much. And I mean, yeah, you, you can see it by all the newcomers that come to the game and they're like, wow, I thought this game was super easy, but I cannot even get through this turn or how do you do this? Or right, it, it's like ridiculous. And especially like mentally competitions is just, I mean, it's it's draining. It, it, it truly is. Yeah. It's the pressure of the perfection. Yeah. You know, because you yeah. only, at least now on TMGL, you only have one match per weekend. Oh, yeah, you, terrible. 
and you basically have to perform yeah. at your top with the pressure that if you make a mistake, it might be over. Yep. Even if you have your teammate, even is it just one match? And this is something that we've been discussing. It should be not so punishable. Punishable is the word? I don't know. For the players to only have one match per week, per weekend. Right. I know this is the, the new schedule and everything, but it's something that should be a work in, in the future. So the players, mentally, they are not so fucked up, you know, on thinking, I only have this weekend, I'm preparing everything in this weekend. If I don't perform well this weekend, then I have to wait until the next one. And what happens if the next one I don't perform well, you know? You need to have someone uh, at your back saying, hey, you know what? It might happen, it might not, but the the mental in this game is it just so um, vulnerable, you know? And that causes uh, people like you, I imagine that there was some point in, in your life that you were like, you know what? I'm so burnt out. I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, and if I get... you don't take care of your players, then you lead to that. And what happens to your competitive scene, you know? Yep. Yeah, some insight I can give is uh, in one of my worst seasons in TMGL, I actually, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I, I have been one of the first to actually have a mental coach. Um, thanks to Alliance, we have a, uh, a coach that is actually an ex-Olympic um, uh, coach uh, in, in the Asia region. Oh, and uh, yeah, I actually uh, had like four or five sessions with with him uh, to see if I could improve or how to better prepare myself for peak performance during uh, during that season because you're building up like the entire week through one to one specific moment, and if you can find some sort of like this is what he thought taught me if you can find some sort of pattern that 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 is look like. You can repeat a thing and your performance will always be in a certain range. So let's say on Monday you practice a certain amount of hours. On Tuesday you do the same. And then on Wednesday you take a day off. And because you take a day off, your Thursday performance is all of a sudden much better compared to your practice on Monday and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So we, we were trying a lot of like different recipes to get myself into the stage where on Sunday I would perform at my highest level potential based on like statistics from the past week. And um, I mean, in the end, it did help a lot, even just to talk to someone that has like a lot of experience, experience in coaching, um, you know, sports athletes, because in the end we are athletes. And I, I do truly think that we, we are on the same level of like, you know, mental, mental output that, we, that, that a sports athlete does as well. We use our brain, we use our, you know, hand-eye coordination and stuff. And yeah, yeah the, the fact that I, I was talking to like a mental coach to help me increase my performance during like one of my worst seasons was like super helpful. And I think this is something that we're going to see um, throughout the next seasons um, in Trickmania as well, where organizations will use coaches to lift their players up to newer heights because I yep. think it's it's definitely beneficial. Yeah, because yeah. isn't that there's a moment as, as a player that you second guess yourself on the the level that you are, for example, that you, you see other people performing and then you are like, oh my God, I reached my point. I reached yep. my level. 
and what to do after that, you know, because you have to keep performing, but you also are guessing yourself. Uh, is is this my level? Is this my point? Did I reach my my limits? Yeah, I mean, there's always room for improvement, and that's where I think like a coach, an actual coach, can be very helpful, for sure. I mean, uh, definitely, I definitely would say that. I mean, the 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 thing is, I do think that the the mental side of things in track in in certain games and compared to normal sports is different because you know. Obviously, Trickmania is still to some degree physical with, with steering and with the hand-eye coordination, but because that's not as much as, like, for example, let's say you, you do like long jump or something like that, of course, there's also a huge mental part in that, but it's maybe not as huge as the physical part. Or, like, it's, you know, like, if you compare it at least, and I would say that the mental part in Trickmania is definitely considering, like, comparing with other sports in general, like, super high. So yeah, you're saying yeah. with the mental coach, it, it, it makes a lot of sense because in the end, also from my point of view, it's really about the mental in matches because if you didn't practice, of course you didn't practice, but usually you did practice and it's not like you are essentially worse or better than the opponent automatically. It really is a mental game and if you're just not in the zone, then you just play so much worse than if you are. Yeah. And obviously the goal is to 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 try and get to that state, like force it, like forcing, like exactly. finding, like exactly like, like exactly what you just said, basically. But I'm like, that's basically what you have to find. Yeah, you have to find the the perfect recipe for your to be at your peak level at that moment of the day. And if you can find that, then you can always repeat the same process, and that way you have like a pattern. And you know, if a pattern occurs three more three times then you know it's you can consider it as something that actually works so that is like oh. the philosophy that i that i went for during my whole entire like last like two two and a half seasons um always trying to find a certain pattern that uh, that worked that's actually cool like very mm -hmm. cool to know that you did that you yeah. did that with the mental coach because that it, it just makes so much fucking sense to be fair like really yeah i mean it does and considering it's the, I mean, every now, player should have. I mean, on, on a high yeah, level, of course. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah, right. It's just not available for everyone. I, I mean, yeah. the top the top orgs will always have some sort of you know person that that can fit this this like spot. But I think you know to have someone at, like it doesn't even have to be like a person that knows about the game because, like I said the person that I was talking to was like an Olympic sports, like coach, mental coach. And like his, his ways of working applied to, he applied it to me and it worked. And yeah, it's, you know, it's. Do you know if any other organization right now in the TMGL has the same. I don't think. Sport coach. I mean, I yeah. don't think, I think so. so. No, I don't think okay. so. I have heard Masa talk about like uh, wanting a mental coach or someone like this, but so far, I don't think anyone has, like, done the same thing that I have done. I mean, yeah. funnily enough, because uh, you mentioned Onyo earlier, I remember in 2000, I think, I think 16, was it? Like, the first time I drove to Gamers Assembly together with him, like, on the way, he, he told me that, like, uh, at some point during his career, like, a year before, like, he had, like, one year in Gamers Assembly where he was, like, completely trash, where he played really, sh re really shit. And then he told me, yeah, he bought, he just bought a mental book. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, like, like that's what he did. Like, it, it makes sense, right? Like, I was, I was in the car, and I was like, oh, that's actually smart. And it, I mean, yeah, for you him have it to find ways, you, like. you know, to help yourself. If you don't have the resources, uh, try to find whatever might help you and take it. Yeah. Now we definitely will see more of that in Trackmania soon, probably. Oh, I so, hope so. I, mean, I, I hope. I hope so. I, I, I want to. Important. Yeah, I Go want ahead. to pose as the uh, <clears throat> the devil's advocate here, um, as as the anti not not anti not against mental coaches because I do think they're important and I do think they have their place and I do think they have their they definitely have a need in Trekmania and or just esports in general. But what I will say is that I feel that some teams will push to have a mental coach. And I see this a lot in bigger esports games, such as League of Legends, mm. where they think that the mental coach is going to suddenly solve all of their problems. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. So for me, the biggest thing for teams considering, especially in Trackmania, because I do think, I think actually having a mental coach in Trackmania is, would be, 10 times more valuable than in a game like League of Legends because League of Legends is already a mental game as is. There's so many things that you have to pay attention to. There's so many things that you have to calculate in your brain. A mental coach has to also be able to kind of navigate those thought processes. And that's a lot of information to try to help a player go through. And oftentimes what it ends up, especially if the mental coach has no freaking idea what the game is or has no experience, they're not going to be helpful at all. Trackmania, on the other hand, a game that requires focus more than anything else is something that a mental coach can easily hone in on because Trackmania, at, and like we already mentioned, as at its base form, it is a very simple game and it's just all about precision and focus. Everything else, obviously, there's mechanics. It gets a little bit more advanced than that, obviously, but the base form of the game is very simple. And a mental coach could easily focus in on that and help a player focus in that regard and focus and basically teach them, I don't know, mental games or however, whatever their theory is and assisting the player in order to be able to keep calm, not allow mistakes or anything to cause them to essentially go into panic mode. Uh, other, other, uh, attempts to modify these things. Um, that's something that I would see very much more valuable in Trackmania. But at the same time, teams have to understand that sometimes it may not necessarily be the mental of a player, but it may just be the actual performance of a player. And teams are going to have to be careful bringing in a, a mental coach and understand that sometimes the player may just need to be a little bit more regimented in how they play the game rather than their mental. Mm -hmm. mm, okay so that uh, that's my perspective of, of coming from a coach i used to be a coach not a not not in professional esports team but collegiate esports why are dealt you with a lot coach of anymore? <laughs> uh dealt with a lot of college age students who had a lot of distractions and okay. being able to and having the needing to have the skills to manage college age students to be able to focus on what they're doing in that moment 
and not being distracted by whatever's going on in their life or whatever to be able to focus on their team and what they're playing at the, the time. It's it was as a coach, uh, very difficult. And uh, and in a lot of ways, it, it happens for a community uh, organizer, too. And maybe Lime, you can kind of maybe agree to this that community uh, organizers also have to kind of do the same thing. They have to be able to manage the mentality of the community to prevent them from getting distracted and going on a rampage, essentially. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, uh, We've seen some players that after match and during the match, they start, like, saying things or, like, I don't know, causing drama? to say because they couldn't couldn't manage it themselves and their community couldn't manage manage it themselves also but i think that it's something that goes more into uh who the person is Mm. more than uh who is behind them you know yeah Anyways, that was that that was my point it's just uh uh in german vorsicht uh, just be careful yeah. I mean, it's a fair, it's a fair concern. It's definitely a fair concern. Like the 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 reason why I brought it up was mainly because in that time I was you know all alone. It was like solo, and it was just yeah. me. It, it 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 was just me myself and my performance. And um, I think the fact that you could or well that I could share my issues that I had with someone that has like a lot of knowledge about how to deal with certain situations. Right. especially in Trickmania, was really beneficial. Um, now, of course, this person is is he doesn't know the game, but he knows how to how to tackle situations and how you how a player would feel in certain at certain times. Yep. Um, and therefore, I could you know fix those things, and therefore my performance went up because I knew what to do when that problem arises during a match or during my practice sessions. And yeah, like it, it all tied in together perfectly um, to have that kind of, you know, mental coach behind me. It, gave, it gives confidence as well because, you know, he, this person always believes in you and he's there to, to bring you to new heights as well. So it is like, uh, you know, it, it, to me, it has a lot of it, it had only positive impact. So I don't know. I, I don't know any negative uh, experience that I had or in Trackmania overall. So I cannot really, you know, say if it's a right. bad thing. For me, it was positive, and you know that's. Yep. Uh, and, I, and I think many players would benefit if it is the exact same situation that I was in. I yep. think it is a huge, uh, a huge thing. Yeah, I like to think of something that you uh, says, Pammy, is uh, that you mentioned a couple times that you said player two, like player two, as on a team. Not that you have a player two. Uh, how is the dynamic in between the players that you have right now on your team? Um, if I would say that it is mainly Mura who is the 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 leader in this in alliance. And Solja is, uh, yeah, basically what I've been saying, like uh, the, the the second player that is like, um, we have Sol, uh, we have Mada who is arguably way faster on pace and consistency and everything, and Solja is trying to you know tie the gap to get closer to Mada, mm-hmm. um, but there there is like the balance where 
Mada takes most of the the calls, most of the the lead, and Solja is. I'm not really saying trying to keep up because he can keep up, but he is definitely the 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 weaker player on paper. Um, and you know, Mada is helping him. You know, get to get to his newest newest heights. I mean, yeah. uh, maybe you could, maybe you can, maybe phrasing it like Soldier is still like finding and developing his game, while Mada yeah. is he, basically Mada has already perfected his game. Like that's not exactly of his concern anymore. But Soldier is still new to everything and still has to learn. Yeah, and build that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you think well, other organizations also kind of do the same thing, or you notice that, for example, there are some players that is like playing solo queue? For example, when it comes to TMDL performance, um, I don't think so. I mean, uh, um, you definitely see teams that have like a way stronger, like where there's like a a, a clear strong player on certain maps, and then mm -hmm. the other player is a little bit weaker. But I will, uh, I think I when I look at the players on paper, I think Alliance is definitely the lineup where you will, where everyone would say. Mada is really, really good, and Solja is the new guy. That, that, yes. that, that, that's, that's pretty much the vibe that everyone has, and I think um, we're trying to get rid of that. That, that is definitely the, the thing that is our focus for sure. We don't want to have that, you know, that, that vision where Solja is like the new guy and he probably cannot compete or something. Like it's, it's really, it's like a thing that is in people's minds that is really, yeah. To me, it's annoying, but it's understandable as well. Yeah, it's uh, the reputation that a player has yeah, uh, exactly. as a newcomer. Yeah, it's. Do you think it? Uh, he might have like this pressure of uh, getting rid of that, you know, or or to mm. overperform or outperform Mudan. I don't know. I don't think so. He's really confident, and uh, every time every time I speak with him, he he knows well what his uh, you know weaknesses are, and he works on it, and he is very motivated. And um, no, so far I think oh, I've only seen positive things from from him being in challenger to where he is now. So it is definitely uh, he's definitely on the correct path to uh, you know being a true TMGL player. For sure. Do you think that for you now that you see that you, uh, the players now have a teammate, do you think that back then, if you had a teammate, uh, your performance would have been better than? Oh yes, for sure. Yeah, would... yeah for sure, <laughs> for sure. I've, I mean, I've... funnily enough, uh, Alliance actually before the season asked if I wanted to play uh, with with Muda, and I said, Nah, I'm not playing. So, uh, <laughs> but, but, but if it was like three years ago, then yeah, I think having a teammate would, would have been very, very beneficial to how I would perform. Um, because I was always a very consistent player, never really fast. Um, of course I could be fast, but then I would be giving up consistency and making potentially more mistakes. So if you yes. would combine me with like a really fast player, it would have been like a pretty damn good combination of, you know, skill um, in, in a team. Um, mm -hmm. But I, th I think even if I would play with a better player, um, it would have uplifted me um, to also be better because I had to, uh, I would have to keep up with my teammate. 
Um, so yeah, it, it would definitely have had an impact on me. But, you know, that's hindsight, so. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, I want to get in one final question and then we're going to kind of get to, to the end of our podcast here. But final question would be to you, Spammy, and uh, then the others can chime in if they wish to. But we've kind of already discussed it before in the podcast already. But from your perspective as a team manager, as a former pro, as a caster, how do you feel about the format? I really like it. I actually thoroughly enjoy watching it. I am very positive about it. The only thing is that it's too few matches. Um, that's pretty much my only criticism. I think an ace or there has to be something done with the fourth place finisher. Um, yes. That yes. is pretty much my only only thing I don't like. Um, but overall, I, I truly enjoy watching it. But maybe it's because I have let my competitive side behind me and I'm now watching it more from a viewer perspective, true Trickmania enjoyer. And I think I enjoy watching this way more than uh, like lapse mode or 1v1s or yeah. anything like that. No, I, it's only positive from me besides those two points that I mentioned. Yeah, I think I think we all agree with that. Uh, yeah, our, uh, the biggest conversation we had, I think it was week one, guys, or week two, uh, which was literally like two or three. Week already. Uh, but yeah, at what we talked about, like to at least some extent, the uh, fourth place finisher, because yeah. right now it just seems absolutely useless, and the fact that like you can just DNF, it doesn't really matter. Like, I think, honestly, you should be uh, and I'll re kind of quickly rehash what our points were, at least for my points, was that DNFing should be punishable. You should have to finish the map. If you can't finish the map, then you should be your team should lose that round. If if yeah. you're not able to finish like that, that's like kind of dumb agree. that it really only matters the top three. But yeah. And then from. Uh, but that's uh, from the TMGL side and even the team CL side. I'm very ex happy with how the format is from the regional side. That's where it gets a little bit more dicey because the regional side, there's a lot of things that we all know is, is basically coming from fast point and basically being uh, adapted to the world tour. Mm -hmm. But the, but the biggest gripe, and I know for a fact from a lot of managers is kind of just kind of the rule changes that have magically appeared that aren't in the rule book but now our rule oh, is yeah. yeah but uh yeah those are those are our thoughts regarding that but um yeah the, the, the don't get me started with rule books like it shouldn't even be called a rule book it should be be called like a i don't know guidance it, like yeah, it, it just really. guides you in a certain path and you know well, when we land there, then it's going to be Omar or a softy or someone else who just be like, oh, uh, yeah, we'll just do this instead. Like, it, right. it's just like a, a guide on how things are potentially ran. Um, right. But yeah, we have seen so many things. I mean, the, the worst part for me was when Mada had to, like, I actually got pissed at this. Mada had to change his trigram. Uh, because I, I don't, I don't freaking know. It had to be like a, his, either his name or his, or, or, or Alliance. Um, and then the next match, I see Massa driving with 21. I see another player, Otak driving with, uh, with something else. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, 
if you are doing this, just get it across all of the things. Ooh. And, I, you know, I, 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 since I'm in this manager position, I just wrote him right. a message. I was like, what the hell is this about? And, you know, uh, those are the type of things that yeah. pisses me off when you treat someone like this way. And then the other one, you, you just do like this. You, yeah, this, oh, man. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things. That, yeah. uh, but do you me. think that improved over the years? Because I do feel like the first couple of seasons of the with the rules, especially, it was even worse. Oh yeah, but th there are still rules that just don't make any sense. Like right. it's oh yeah, definitely. It, it's like they they write them down and they don't think about it. Uh, it's like I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I just had a final question pop up. I, I I like we try to keep it to an hour and a half at maximum. Yeah. But I do have a final question that pop up, popped up in my head because I really want to get your perspective on this. Why? What do you think regarding the Dio's approach to the splintered viewership that they have and their act, their literal refusal that they've stated multiple times that they do not find a main. Nadio cast on their main channel for Grand League to not be valuable to them. I don't know. It's it, it, it to me they have to they have to have like a main cast. Like th the thing is, like th this is no shame to like Virtual and Janik who are doing the main cast. Like obviously numbers are insane, right? Yes. And and, and right. Nadeo can be like, yo, look at this. We had a cast and uh, got ten thousand viewers. Wow on virtuals channel like no matter what what he stream what he would stream he would gain such amounts of of people but i think if you want to grow trackmania tra world tour as a whole you need to have you need to invest in your own freaking show you have to even if it bring, even if it's even like, if it puts me out of a job like exactly invest, or like, me or me yeah i don't like or me. i don't like you have to I mean, every single esports has has this has a main cast, and then you have like watch parties from yep. big creators. Yes, this, but right the way it is now is just like I mean, it's a hot mess. Yeah, like it it, it, it like is. I am I am <laughs> I had an angry French uh, caster who didn't get a TMGL cast spot. Uh, yep. I, I mentioned it before. Uh, make a uh, tweet about all the cast numbers, and then you see my my cast right at the bottom because it's on my channel. I, yeah. I I'm not really known in this. If you went to Trackadia, you know who I am. Outside of that, you have no idea who the heck I am, and that's yeah, perfectly yeah. fine. I I understood that, and sinners understood that. I'm not getting paid for my job. I just got the opportunity to cast, and I was like, heck yeah, bro. So, yeah. like, yeah, import who? Thank you, chat. <laughs> but like, um. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, even if that took the opportunity away from me from being able to cast TMGL, I would much rather have TMGL as a whole in Trekmania, the esports as a whole, be on one main channel because uh, our production, Chris, mentioned it in the comment, and this is what incensed me more than anything else, was that Chris listed out multiple things. You get, You can get... Uh, sponsor re revenue there you can get you can get stream revenue there you can get so many things beneficial just yep. from streaming on your own channel consistently and then you to go go in there i'm not going to name the individual although we all freaking know who it is going uh, point by point and saying not valuable not valuable not valuable it blows my mind 
Yeah, and, and, and this comes down to uh, how inflated the numbers have been because we have always had Solary pulling like 20k numbers uh, back, in the, back in the days. And uh, th this whole streamer or organization needing a, an it, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys, back then you had to have, uh, I, I like, I, I'm not under any NDA anymore. So uh, we're just right. gonna, like, <laughs> back then you needed to have an influencer who had at least 1000 plus viewers to stream. This is beta season. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Well, yeah, Nobody had that. Nobody. Like, I was like, the few skins back then was lucky to have me as the streamer that I was to pull, like, numbers. But every single org had to have an influencer to, like, just stream. And that's why we saw with Eminem, we saw they had, like, I don't, I don't even know who she was. Like, an Instagram somebody <laughs> just streaming. Yeah. And, 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 and like, that is, that, that, that. That just happens, and but right now it's you know it's much better. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 view that Nadeo has is like numbers, numbers, and they just you know are pretty much blinded by that. And I think they are afraid that if they stream maybe on their Trickmania channel, then yeah, it's yeah, not uh, it's so not nice. gonna pay off. But uh, you know mm -hmm. maybe in five years it's gonna pay off. Who knows? Yeah, Sometimes you have, you have to start like, at some point. Hmm. I'm just Trek hoping that they uh, Trackmania esports as an official esports. You know, it sometimes yeah. it feels like a side project that is going well that you can improve, yeah. but it's like there. You know, like they don't want to push it as uh, how big it would be. I since I started playing this game, it wasn't. Team 2020. I'm a new, <laughs> I'm yeah. a newbie. But since I started playing this game, I was like, man, this is so entertaining to watch. Like, this is such a big esport uh, opportunity to make. And then when I start watching TMGL, when I start watching all the championships, I was like, the fuck is going on here? Sorry, but that was happening to me because even when I was watching uh, the lower uh, on League of Legends or in, in other games like in Dota and stuff, their championships, their leagues were so professional and then they took the game as it was the biggest game in the earth, you know? And here in Trackmania, they take Trackmania as if, uh, I don't know, it's an indie small company that no one knows about the game. When you have to take this game and make it yourself feel it like it's the big shit, you know? And make it everyone sees as you take care of this and you want to make it big. But yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. with this is some sort of and we don't want to stream in our channel because blah blah blah. <laughs> Man, it's what, like, what well, yeah. About, you know? They they need to change. They need to understand and change. Like this is how every esports are. You think Rocket League just like relied on a bunch of streamers to like no. get to where they were? No. no, they started on their own channel. Yeah. The homies at Rocket League and Mr. Hunted could probably tell you even had a freaking studio before their esports really was even big. They were they had a full on production. They had a studio and everything streaming their professional league. Like. Obviously, you don't have to go to that extent, but you have selected streamers. Give them the dang stream key and have them stream on your channel. <laughs> like and it, pay them it, for just it. they have to learn at some point. Yeah, I mean we we yeah. see like uh they are doing a good job this uh, like I will say right. they are doing a 
pretty damn good job this season of yeah. uh, covering all the regionals. I mean, the yes. the challenger is is doing yeah, really that's well. Perfect. That and, stuff is fine. Uh, but then, yeah, it's just it, it kind of waters down when it gets to the the big league. It, it, it's it, and that's the weirdest thing too. You you were actually doing the thing that needs to be done for your regional and your challenger league, but the biggest league you want to everybody have to see <laughs> is the one that you're gonna say, "Hey, everybody else, let's pawn it off on you guys and splinter our viewership." Because honestly, that splinter viewership, yeah, there's only certain viewers that will only uh, watch a certain streamer, or whatever. Yeah, I get yeah, it, yeah. but at the same time, eventually. Those viewers will migrate. It doesn't happen immediately, but okay. it will eventually happen. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah. So Ho hopefully that 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 time is going to be maybe next season or, you know, 2024. But uh, yeah, I do believe that is the direction that they have to go. Because yeah, because I definitely I definitely see this league can can grow fast and it's yeah. going to happen fast and if they are not ready for it then we're in a situation where, uh, you know, you're you're just not on time with things, and yeah, you have to. How do you say this? Uh, capitalize on what's happening now and the successes yes. that are that are that are now happening now and potentially coming. You need to be ready for that. And it's I, I think they I think they don't realize that yet. Yeah, one thing I want to interject here, especially with the Trackmania Games 2024 being planned as a side event for the Olympics in Paris. Oh yeah. Like if you don't grow your channel now, and that was my entire point uh, when I wrote it in the Trackmania Discord, is you need to start growing now, invest now, and not later, because later might yep. be way too late already. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Yep. But you know what's not going to be too late and is going to be on a mainstream is going to be when uh, <clears throat> Trackadia, the successor of uh, that uh, Trackadia event that may, you guys maybe heard of that happened in Hamburg, uh, was also nominated for an event of the year, by the way, um, was, uh, yeah, it, that's going to that's gonna be a thing. Um, so I can give you some news. I can't leak the name. I can't leak the venue. But I can tell you kind of where it is. So it's going to be in Cologne, assuming everything goes to plan. Let me disclaimer what I'm about to say. Everything that is going to be happening is ninety nine point nine eight percent going to happen. We have like one or two things that have to fall in place. But the people who we have found are all in. So they are trying to get their ducks in a row. And once they get their ducks in a row, We'll get our ducks in a row. And once we have our ducks in a row, which will be a lot quicker, I think, uh, we'll be we'll we'll be announcing everything. But make plans for uh, Cologne and make plans for around the end of September. And that is all I'm going to say. It is not going to be called Tricadia. We are not going to use that name, obviously, because it was used by Arcadia and it was the mix name of Tricadia and well, Trackmania and Arcadia. And obviously we can't use it that way. But um, yeah, there's going to be some exciting things. It is a way bigger venue than Arcadia Hotel. And that is all I can say without giving it away. So please start planning. I, 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 even, I even had this discussion with Spammy. <laughs> I don't know so, anything. I don't know. Anything. Yeah, he didn't know. And <laughs> I was like, bro. I know it. So. You know Hopefully. that people are gonna ask me about this for the entire next week, right? If they if they hear this, they're gonna be oh spam, yeah. 
you uh you just say it's going to be in cologne uh <laughs> ask evo guys they're at import that's what my that's what literally all the people in the evo discord do is they just at yes, me all the time ask um yeah it's yeah, a thing evos, i guess yeah who Love is that. import act okay chat all right whatever all right so let's go to q a with chat that's yeah, that's the thing uh there was one question already submitted at the very beginning if you have questions in the chat spotify hello we know you still exist uh we will be reading the chat comments and we will be answering them uh hopefully within 10 minutes uh if we go a little bit longer oh well all right so first question was by katsa eric uh, would you guys say Trackmania is harder than sim racing, like iRacing? Uh, I cannot really... I don't think opinion. they're comparable. Uh, like, even then, I cannot really give my opinion on it, because I would never, like, be in a position where I had the pro level in sim racing. So, I, like, I cannot say. I have no clue. I, I actually do have an game. opinion. <laughs> Oh, okay, shorty. Go, go. Yeah, I mean, um, physically more demanding, obviously, but yeah. overall harder or easier, there is no such thing. Like, yeah. you can't say chess is easier than this or that, especially if you're, like, if you're talking about the highest level in competition in that sport, then it doesn't matter what you do, it's always going to be hard. <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's never going to be easy. Yeah, I've so I played iRacing for uh, how how long was it? At least for a solid, I want to say year, year and a half. And I was in a lot of leagues. I wasn't pro level, but I was like in a lot of amateur leagues, mainly in NASCAR. Don't judge me. Um, but uh, oh my god, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I also played a lot of road racing. I played a lot of IndyCar and um, also GT, GTE, GT3 stuff um the game is different there's a lot of downtime uh, what and it sounds so weird saying this in a racing game but there is downtime in in racing especially on straights where really you have time to think and you have time to strategize you have a lot of time to be able to look at different things that are going on in your environment obviously you're focusing on the track but you have the you have the ability to have moments to be able to kind of have a methodical thought process of everything that you're going through like, um, like on nascar you have thought process all the time yeah but Trackmania is more like a memorization game and you just have to remember what part comes next and execute it properly. Like, I don't think there's and that sounds very simplistic and it makes it sounds easier, but it's not because saying that in itself is easy, but executing it is the big word here is not easy. And I just don't think they're comparable because iRacing has things or just sim racing in general. You have to execute things and and Trackmania, you also have to execute things. Now, the amount of mental capacity or mental space or mental brevity you get in between each action is different. Trackmania, you don't have it. iRacing, you do. But that doesn't make iRacing less hard because you're having to do physical, mechanical things while in iRace or in Trackmania, you're either playing on a keyboard. I mean, I guess if you're Granada, you're actually using a wheel, whatever. Um, or or Bosbez using a freaking just mouse <laughs> playing the, the best game, one, yeah. homie. Oh. Like I don't know how you do that, but yeah, the, I don't I don't see I don't see how they're really comparable because they're because they're also two completely different genres. 
Trackmania is a arcade racing game. It is not comparable to a sim racing game by any means. True. Uh, and next question or any questions, um, uh, production, were you doing your job and keeping an eye out? Oof, really mad. I mean, you do can, I mean, you can compare different games and different sports, but you can't say they are easier or harder. Like every game has its own kind of challenges. Trickmania being so like mentally demanding, uh, requiring real, like the precision is obviously really insane. And you have certain other sports like long jumping, which or I I don't know, you know what I mean? Like you can't compare them with like downtime and stuff like that, which in some sports you do have a lot of downtime. You have a lot of time to like refocus and concentrate again or some on something. And in Trackmania, matches are rather fast paced with where you don't have a lot of time in between. You have things like chess, which are basically full strategy. Like you don't have anything apart from strategy there, basically. Um, but you can't say which is easier or harder, but all right, yeah, you can compare well, them. There's really no question, so I will do the final question for Spammy and okay. all, all three of you actually. First, we'll start with Spammy. Actually, no, we'll go with we'll go with Shorty first because I always ask Lime first. Oh, now there's a few more. Okay, you have to keep. Uh, I mean, time. You have to give people time to think about a question. This is. Like I don't have time for people. Know? Look, <laughs> I want my free time, and I gotta go to bed soon. No, um, it's past my. Uh, <laughs> it's past. Ba- homie's gotta. Homie's gotta stream at like noon or whatever, or whenever time you start streaming. Get my beauty sleep. Yeah. Aww. Uh, <laughs> I am team. Okay, team so. So since the uh, this is by Taboo Concept, since the console release is soon to happen, what do you think we will or should see from Nadia? Man, that's a loaded question. Um, Nothing. Spammy, hit it. I don't know. It's it's. I don't think there's gonna be any extra content. It's just gonna be you know, boom, console is on, and we'll see an influx of players. I mean, hopefully. That's what we thought would happen with Steam, but uh, Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't see any positive thing happen from steam yet maybe in the long run but yeah i don't like i have no insights but i think for me personally it would have a huge impact if everything goes well because i'm a streamer so more people would uh, search for my content um but overall i i don't think it's gonna like competitiveness is not gonna increase instantly it's gonna take years to uh to get to like a, a, a great stage but uh, you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's it's gonna propel Trickmania to new heights. Thing yeah. is that it's not been advertised. You know, it's it's the same thing that happened with the Steam. Are you surprised? Only we, the <laughs> yeah, community, knew that <laughs> Very it's worrying. gonna be released on the Steam, and the rest is like, yep. Now what? It's not like, for example, when Nintendo says, "Oh, this new game is gonna be on Nintendo Switch," and they advertise for like two months that the freaking game is going to be on Nintendo Switch. When uh, Trackmania said, oh, we're going to be on Steam, it was like from a week to another, and then suddenly it was on Steam. And they released the game even on a date where when the cap wasn't even free. So they were like saying, oh, maybe we're going to have more audience today on Cap of the Day, and probably the servers are going to go down. And I was like, how is the server going to go down when the people have to pick? Pay to play the cup, and I was like, "What? This is 
such yeah, a yeah, marketing yeah. disaster. Yeah, why was the cup not free that day? Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I just feel bad for the one uh, Steam reviewer guy who review bombed uh, the game because he <laughs> couldn't figure out how to bind the restart button to his controller. Anyways, um, yeah, next question uh, by Forever was, uh, we had a lot of discussion on the negatives of the new Trackmania World Tour. What do you guys consider the biggest positive of the new format? Um, I think the 2v2 aspect. I think that's just yes. a, a, a big positive. I think that's an interesting change. Was it an expected change? No. Um, but I think at first, I think a lot of people were skeptical, including myself. And I think that the, uh, but I think the 2v2 format has had a lot of positive changes and you can already see it rippling throughout the rest of the community because a lot of tournaments are now considering or now even doing 2v2 tournaments now. I think it's, it's really me. funny. Shorty, do you know in 2011 the ESL tournament Red Bite in Milan? Oh, did you try? Really did you try funny. to? Did you try to qualify for that? I'm not sure. Uh, because, 2011, I think. Yeah. Not yet. No. Because this th this was my first ever international tournament, and it was a 2v2 tournament. So it's really fun to me. It's it's like with fashion, something like 50 right. years ago, right yes. now is is again like fashionable. And so I compared it with like my very first LAN event in Milan. This was a huge back then. It was a duo tournament, and to see it, you know, come back in in this in this way and shape and form is really it's really cool. No, I think it's it's super positive. Like everything. I mean, we we talked about it a little bit. Maybe the format can be a little bit tweaked or the points, but uh, overall, a huge positive. Ooh, final question. And uh, well, oh, no, no, wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> Hello, I'm, all, I'm I'm still here, by the way. Um, yes. Who? I think. Who are you? <laughs> no, I I think spam. You can fully agree with that. I think by far the biggest and best improvement of the new system over the the the, the others we had in TMGL before. It's fair. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh like yeah! Like yeah! <laughs> God damn it! Losing points. I mean, who thought this was like gonna be a good? Oh thing? yeah! Oof! That that season. <laughs> I, I mean, why would any organizer think that losing points on the last map after playing an entire hour is like the thing? Like, man. You know, like, I put that season behind me and completely forgot about. I mean, it, I forgot about me it, but not. But now, Shorty just yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. if I'm opening yeah. all you just get you just yeah. gave us nightmares. Thanks for that. No, but that's by far the best improvement, right? Like you I, can tweak the points, maybe you can make small yeah. adjustments, but no matter what the system right now, it's already fair. And see that year, that year is like, when I was like, like became one of the head admins of Evo, I think, and that uh, that was like my first like real kind of like okay, it's time to pay attention to TrackMan Esports since I'm investing myself in this game more. And then I watched it and I was like, what is this? What am I watching? Who does this? Why? <laughs> they were literally the evil, you know? Yeah, like... it was like a torture chamber. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> man. Ooh, was how not... can we make this uh, format the worst possible for uh, them? Man, I was like, it, what? It's like, if you don't answer this question, I'm going to rip your fingernails away. And then the, the, you're like, no, 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 don't. And bam, all your points are gone. And yeah, the, and but the, it was exciting, at least. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, for you guys. Not yeah. for me. No. no. I it was, not, you guys. It was not exciting as a viewer. I'm sorry. You were, you were like, XDD, Omega Lol, yeah. Omega Lol, he lost 70 points. Lol, Lol, yeah. Spam in the mud. Let's go. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, was there one final? There was one final question. Oh, uh, did Spam know? I don't know if you have NDA or not. So if you can't answer this, just say you can't. Uh, did Did you know about the TMWT duo format before the decision to retire? No. No. My decision to retire was made halfway in the season. Gotcha. I like, All right. I, I already knew that the, the way things were going, it, it was looking very grim. So uh, halfway, I already made peace with if 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 the end, if in the end I am last, that is where I, when I cut my ties. Yeah. Yeah. It did not influence my my efforts to keep trying, though. Many hey. people might might think that, but I, I never gave up until the very, very last moment. But no, I didn't know. All right. Well, that is it for the questions. That's kind of that's where we're going to end it here. So it is the end of the podcast. Once again, I want to thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, Spammy, honestly, thank you so much for joining us. Yep. Um, it's been a pleasure to be able to hear from you um and kind of get your input on things uh things i honestly don't think i've ever heard you get the opportunity necessarily or may, I, maybe i just don't watch your stream enough but uh to kind of like really get your thoughts on things in a little bit more deeper way uh regarding everything that's going on in Trackmania. at the same time uh good luck at gamex uh and oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. and i'm i might see you there uh okay I'm supposed to stay with Boney, but it's really about the train ticket and I'm gross. Um, Yeah, but I might be there too. We'll see. But uh, also Lime and Shorty, as always, my co-host, my wonderful co-host, tolerating me and my isms. Um, Thank you guys for always hanging out, showing up, talking and doing the thing. And thank you all to our viewers. Thank you to everybody on Spotify, all the people in the chat, chatting the Drakes right now. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are going to be back next week on Thursday at 9 o'clock with a new guest that is going to be forever. And I can leak. Um, we're going to have an announcement in the coming weeks. That's going to be a really big announcement. Uh, no, it is not Tri-Katie related. Um, and also, we will have an even more special... Well, not even more special guest because they're not more special than forever, but they are pretty special. Um, in March... The first week. I'm not going to announce that yet because I need to make sure the final confirmation for them. But uh, everybody knows who they are, and that's going to be really cool. So uh, make sure you subscribe, do all the things, check us out, blah, 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 all the things. And uh, especially follow Spammy if you haven't already. Why haven't you already? That's kind of weird. And uh, he does a really good cast. I consider, of all the streamers who follow their teams and everything, you are actually a person who casts, and I appreciate that. (laughs) Whatever these other streams are that call them cast, they need to stop bastardizing the word casting because it's about to bl- make me go insane. But anyways, that's another <laughs> chat for another day. It's a really nice watch party. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A great watch, watch party. party. Yeah. I mean, let's let's use that term more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a good evening, Spammy. I know you want to get to bed. Thank you guys so much. And you guys have a good rest of your evening. <laughs> also, thanks, Chris, for production. Woo. Bye-bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.